seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Four. Oh my goodness we're back 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 in this piece we took a little summer hiatus as all giant shows do um and we're back we're back we we went we got rest we got we recovered from a half a year of intense podcasting in order to come back with a second half of the year that is even more insane and we have a big announcement we do we will be unveiling in the next week a brand new never before seen logo for the hopeless show yes and it is you know while we had some affection for our previous one it felt you know earthy kind of down to the you know kind of just like simplistic but also kind of simplistic funny um we think that as the viewership has skyrocketed, as <laughs> we ourselves have gotten less terrible at podcasting, we felt it's probably a good idea to rebrand a little bit visually. Um, so we'd love to thank brilliant artist, thank illustrator, you, Thomas. designer, um, Thomas Rogers. Thank you very much. Um, and no, I'm sorry, Thomas is not taking commissions uh, for those listeners out there. If you really like, if this, you do like his um, logo a lot, but you can uh, PayPal yeah, both Rohit or I for um, your gratitude. Yes, or you can follow him on Instagram at. Hold on, I should have this ready. Thomas Rogers two nd for the second and that's rogers with a d thomas rogers with a d two nd thomas rogers second um anyway um aaron i also want to make a quick sort of uh correction actually not i don't love to correct people this early into a podcast but yes you said we took uh, had a six-month sprint actually i think it was like a two-year sprint because we never actually you're right we gave ourselves because we are dedicated to you the listener until recently and so we have been working 24-7 for two years, over yeah. two years, just to bring you content. And we decided it's time for our mental health, for our safety, for our sanity to take some time off so that we come, can come back, <laughs> so that we can come back bigger and better than ever and I can have an immediate slip up. So here we are. <laughs> and, and so what have you been up to, <laughs> Rohit? What, what, what were you up to? Uh, Anything exciting so. from the break? Oh man, uh, for the break, uh, let's just say a lot happened. Um, we'll talk, probably talk about this shortly. You and I went to the All-Star game. My brother was in town, went to the Home Run Derby. That was fantastic. Um, I swung by India for a, a bit to see my, uh, my dad, yes. um, and who was in the hospital. Now he's all good, but it was a little scare, but we're good. Hung out with my cousins. They're animals. If they're <laughs> listening, yes, you people are animals. I don't know how you party as much as you do. Um, and other than that, I did. 
Um, I don't know. It's been so long. I that's don't remember. Mind. What about you? <laughs> All right, on with the show. No, I, I let's see. What did what did I do? Um, I did, oh, I went on to Outside Lands. So I went to San Francisco. That was very cool. Saw. I won't get into everything that Outside Lands is. It's just it's a very cool festival with like all kinds of things. It's an experience in Golden Gate Park. I went to the All Star Game and Home Run Derby with you. And I know there's other thing, a lot of things I've done. I just don't remember them. So yeah, if anyone else, this is sometimes Rohit, I need other people to be my memory. Because then when they tell me about something, I'm like, oh, my God, that was so fun. I am so, I want to talk. And then I want to talk about it for a while. But if I don't have that person next to me, I just forget. And that's why I actually I use my phone. I take pictures of every place I go and basic yeah. thing I do just as a memory. So my phone with the photo library is my memory. But if I were to go through that now, it would be pretty boring. So and we're not here to bore you. We're here to entertain you. So. That's about what I, I mean, yeah, lots of cool things. Did lots of uh, fun stuff, worked a lot, and now we are back to talk about hopeless shit. Yes, so Aaron, um, you know, over the during our hiatus, uh, oh, one I thing I, got, I, I got hope that neither of us got um, is yeah. monkeypox. Um, you got it? Oh, sorry to hear that, brother. Um, but yeah, so hope everyone's staying safe out there. We know it was originally a previous topic on this show. We're like, ah, don't worry about it. But now they're starting to roll out vaccines and kind of, you know, declaring that this is a definitely a real issue. Again, be safe out there. Use protection. Um, and also maybe, I guess we're not supposed to be calling it monkeypox sometime soon. Um, they might be trying to change the name of it. Um, because either some people that I think yes. are racist say it's if racist. If your brain is going to go there, like, you're racist. You have to be racist. You're a racist. If someone's saying, oh, it's racist to call it monkeypox, I'm sorry. If you're, Yeah, exactly. Exactly how you said it. It's so the racist <laughs> people think it's racist. Um, but also some people say that by calling it monkeypox because monkeys are cute, that it might minimize the severity of it because everybody loves monkeys. Well, can um, I, can I, can so, I, un and you don't can I unlimit the severity of it right now? I learned two things. First yes. thing I learned is from a doctor yes. friend. Uh, I learned that in order to get monkeypox, you have to touch open wound to open wound, basically. That's how you get it. Scissor, exactly. Like scissor wounds. Um, stapler wounds, stapler wounds. So in, I, yeah. so in order to get it, and that's why in the, I won't go into the graphic details, but in the gay community, it's been spread because of, I'm going to leave it at that. So that's how you get it. Yeah. You don't get it if you're just in a crowd of people. Like you have to have an open cut and it has to touch another open cut. That's how you get monkeypox. And then as for the severity of it, if you have an open cut and you plan on touching someone else with an open wound, it's disgusting. You don't want to get it. So cover up your wounds because in researching for the show today, mm -hmm. I happened to, without wanting to, see a picture of someone who had it, a porn star who got it on his face, and I cannot get that image out of my head. It is awful. It is the most one of the most vile, disgusting things I've ever seen, 
and I can't unsee that image right now. And I'm, you don't want to get this. So if you have an open wound, cover it up. And if you're looking at the news right now, if you see a monkeypox link, don't click on it unless you want an image ingrained in your head that's really gross. Because I have that right now. I'm looking at you, and all I see is you covered in monkeypox. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's, it's a previously existing condition that is not related. Um, but yes, honestly, stay safe out there. Please, just another reason to use protection. Um, and before we wrap up news from the bomb shelter. Yeah, I, I did. Bullet. But you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to use this for our debates. We have a crazy show. We're going to be talking about everything from they, them, Stranger Things. BTS is coming back. We have some very cool at the end, hopeful filled. So it's a wild episode, but I want to wait because uh, I think it's going to come into our debate. Perfect. Well, then let's start with, you know, sometimes, you know, for our new listeners, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk about some hopeless topics and we'll talk about hopelessness within some industries and areas that we love, whether it's sports, TV, uh, or even the Korean pop sensation BTS. Um, so I'm going to start off, uh, kick us off with what I find amongst all the awful news in the world. Mm. This one actually hit me the hardest. It's about Freya the Walrus. <laughs> um, as Aaron laughs. It's just, you know, all the things that were, you know, we've got monkeypox, we've got pandemics, we have a country divided, we have, we have uh, climate change, we have a homeless, a homeless problem, we have diseases everywhere. People are, the heat is sweltering, there's hurricanes coming. There, you name it, but what is bothering Rohit the most? Yeah, because one, animals are better than people, and two, poor Freya had no choice in her fate. Now, Freya is a famous walrus, um, and she has, uh, you know, she's been drawing crowds. She weighs over thirteen hundred pounds, by the way, and she's like, uh, in maybe going to die there, way. Freya. She's really famous. Yeah, she's uh, always showing up on the docks and people are taking pictures with her. She's beautiful. Mm. She's friendly. But for a while, uh, sort of researchers have kind of been like, and like, you know, animal control people have kind of been like, dude, stay away. But because she's so cute, as Freya's made her trips between the UK, Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, and spent in the summer in Norway, that's where she's swimming and showing up. She's tagged. And it's her. No, it's her. She's a friendly walrus and people love going up to her and taking pictures. But they're scared that one day Freya might attack a person because she's a freaking walrus and someone might pull her tusks or something like that, right? Because right. you know how dumb people are. So, Aaron, do you know what oh, they did no. to combat this? Kill I was about to say they, they killed, killed Freya. Her, yeah. They oh. fucking put her down. They killed this Why? walrus because people who I would have no problem with being yep. killed. Zero problem. You have an animal that's minding its own business and you get into that animal space and you die. I literally will not shed a tear for you. But instead, they take the life of an innocent animal, just living her best life, being completely peaceful, not going like it, it, it's it's awful. Um, and I'm extremely disappointed and I don't know where to find. Um, I guess the first I I don't have specific hope. I, I think people just make idiotic, stupid decisions all the time. And it's frustrating. I don't have a hope in terms of Freya. She's dead. Um, it probably helps that this got in the news, that you found out about it, so that there will be people like in 
what is it, PETA and stuff who will revolt or Oslo. where was this in Australia? Oslo, same Oslo, thing. Same Norway. thing, Australia and Oslo. Yeah. So someone in one of those places, they'll start revolting. People will be upset about it. But what it also does, Rohit, for me, is it makes me think of one of my favorite songs. Because, as you said, humans are animals. Animals are beings, too. I'm trying to prove a great point right now. It's not totally working. But it makes me think of the Beatles song, I Am the Walrus. Because we, are, we all lost a bit of ourselves with the loss of Freya. Can you hear the song? You know this great Beatles song? I don't think I can hear it. We might have to add that in post. Do, 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 do. And the Beastie Boys did it. I am the Eggman. Um, mm, yeah, so this song. I, I think all I can hope for is the people that agree to euthanize her. And it probably won't happen. I hope they are killed by wild animals. Or just somehow. listen to the song. Um, no, I really hope the worst. For the people that made this decision. What if they uh, put the next Freya and, and just played this song on repeat behind the next Freya as she's like on the pier wherever she is? I don't know. Just make a happy environment. Or, uh, fine, I'll meet you halfway. Instead of killing the people, or, but somewhere between killing people and playing the Beatles song, I would like to take the people that made this decision and that support this decision to be locked <laughs> in a room for 72 hours and on loop, nonstop, hear Freya's death cries over and over on the loudest volume. 72 hours, no food, no water, and just and, Freya's and death cries. And that is why we, are here, we are here for you, every all of our listeners. That is why we are here for you, is to come up with absolutely brilliant ideas like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is hope. That is why we get paid the big bucks, to bring you information hey. like that. And let, and let, I don't want to get twisted. I don't want anybody thinking that I support torture. <laughs> you you it, totally like, support I, torture. I, I only, you just supported torture. You want anyone who is mean to an animal like this to be tortured. Yes. You totally yes. support torture. I don't think that counts as torture. I think that counts as justice. And so anybody who hurts animals or children, I <laughs> so think that... What about the person who is being tortured? The, Do you think they're going to say, well, at least I'm getting justice? Well, they stop okay. being people once they do those things. Yeah. <laughs> you support torture. All right. Well, yeah. that's a perfect. Yes. That, you Fine. Support, yes, torture, I support torture. Which is a of pe- perfect, I have support torture. Built perfect segue. Thank you for that segue. Yes. That is a perfect segue into our segment. We always <laughs> come to every week. We've been doing this for a while. Crypto watch. So speaking of torture, <laughs> self-inflicted <laughs> torture, <laughs> cryptocurrency. We've been talking about this. We know nothing. We've screwed up on this constantly throughout our time doing this segment. And so it's been torturous for us, The which I guess is we didn't really do a theme today because it was back from summer break. But I guess the theme of the show is torture. So that is now our theme. We just came up with a mid-episode theme. Rohit, do you feel any hope in the cryptocurrency market and world? Because it has climbed up a little bit from its lows. So I was wondering, just in general, not about any specific coin or anything like that, just do you feel hope that this crypto market will come back? Um, 
I, here's where my hope is. I think where my hope is, actually, let me start with where my hope is gone. My hope is gone in the days of, all right, I'm going to buy Bitcoin at 35 and it'll, when it hits 70, then I'll sell. Like I'm, I think gone are the days when crypto, um, and other alt and alt altcoins are going to be able to just take these, like they're going to go to the moon and you'll be able to put a few dollars in return to a lot of dollars. I think that's gone. What I oh, do wait. think. Wait, pause crypto real quick. Is I think you're popping on your side. Yes. Shit. What I do think is coming is crypto. Certain cryptocurrencies are going to actually follow the yep. market much more. Hmm. They're going to um, almost fall in pace with like stocks of a sort. Look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, has literally like gone like reflected like the Nasdaq in many ways. Um, and it's starting to make a little bounce back. It, it plummeted about a month ago or two months ago, uh, maybe about a month ago, about 20,000 um, from its previous one year high at 67,000. Um, and so right now it's at 23, almost 24. And I think like what cryptocurrency will be, will be a slightly, I think you can almost treat it like CDs not compact discs, but those weird things that you have to like buy and then you. Oh, so you mean like while, CD, like, like music government. CDs? Okay. Yeah, like music okay. CDs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Red Hot Chili Peppers one with Mother's Milk with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I invested awesome. in that CD. Um, yes, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. No, it was Mother's Milk. That one. Um, Why was it called anyway. Mother's Milk? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to research it. Um, but I think where cryptocurrency is, it's another place to invest your money that's slightly risk with slightly more risk. Um, but it's not going to have the same. The volatility will not be what it used to be. And when you have lower volatility, it means your ceiling and your floor. Your ceiling is lower and your floor. You know is what's higher. crazy? And this is what's torturous about things is that we sometimes think exactly the same. My answer about this was going to be identical, is that the, mar the market uh -huh. and, the, and crypto are basically following each other now. They've become almost one in the same. And so everything you said, like it's, so therefore there's a much more of a pattern. It's not just randomly something just spikes to, you know, oh, get this coin because tomorrow you're gonna be a millionaire and then the next day you're gonna be broke. That seems to be over just like you said, so I'm not going to say anymore. It's just kind of crazy how that was exactly going to be exactly my uh, my point here. So there is a little bit of hope if you believe in more long term investing. Yeah, and there might still be, you know, based on uh, how its use is sanctioned, there might be some coin existing or new that sure that does skyrocket and does go to the moon, just like there's any stock that might do the same based on the expected performance of a company. And so I think it's cryptocurrency is now out of the hands of the regular investors as a way to make the lower and middle class, you know, a get a true get rich quick scheme. And now that it is regulated, now that we have seen it suffer, um, but fall into, you know, more sort of the hands of the people that already control them. And that's a perfect segue into our debate. You just keep doing it, Rohit. Today you're you're on like it's like you went on break. And you came back smarter. But I don't think you realized it. It's 
No, I mean, I used my one brain cell already in the first few minutes. All right, well, it's been, you, it's been put to good use because that's a perfect Thank segue about, about short-term reward versus long-term benefit and the debate that I would like to pose to you today. Mm-hmm. A couple big things while we were gone happened in the political arena. Many, many things, but two in particular that are of national note. One, the, uh, the Inflation Act. The, basically the Build Back Better Act, but they renamed it the Inflation Act, was passed, was put into uh, the what President Biden said he was going to do at the beginning that took forever to do. He did. And um, I guess first, before I go to the second part, because this is about taxes, taxing the rich more, mo- corporate taxing, money, inflation, helping the climate. I won't go into all the things in this bill, but it's if you followed any of the 2020 election and all his platform was based around doing this was one of the big things. And it took a year and a half, but he did it. So um, I guess a scaled back version. There were some things that they wouldn't allow. So overall, I guess, what do you think of of this first before I get into more of our debate? I think the Inflation Act I think that there's, as usual, you know, inflation there's, there's reduction acts. Not the a lot of things not that we want inflation, inflation reduction. Act. Yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, I think it, it's just two schools of thought. You know, some people feel like government spending. I'm one of the people. People, government spending is a big reason for inflation. There's obviously multiple factors, and you know, how we have multiple trillions of dollars uh, uh, that would go to this. But I do think that there's some important things. In the bill, uh, I think it is yes. I think that there is a lot of help that's going to be given uh, to the, in the environment. Um, that's in sort of like reducing carbon emissions and then uh, investing in domestic energy. Um, and because energy is a big cost with fuel and everything, I do see some long-term directive, and I, those are things I do agree with. I care about the environment deeply, like deeply. Um, however, I'm. I'm not an economic expert in any way. I'm just a guy. Um, but it's even according to the Washington Post, they say it's unlikely the Inflation Reduction Act will actually reduce inflation, at least anytime soon. Um, there's a chance that the legislation could eventually tamp down prices by about 0.1 percentage points in about five years. So even the people that were fully supporting, they're like, well, it's it's kind of misnamed. Um, and it's 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 a big spending act, a big big spending act. So I think it's misnamed. I would rather have it been something for the environment, but it's not as progressive as an environmental act, you know, because it's it's taken some baby steps, some necessary baby steps. I just think it's it's very weird branding that was trying to be passed based on the name and how anti-inflation, you know, everybody's aware about inflation now. So like, oh, let's pass something called the Anti-Inflation Act that doesn't actually reduce inflation. It's much more of a long So I agree and disagree with this part of our debate. Um, One part in it that I like is corporate tax and putting taxes back on the rich. So basically, these taxes that the last administration took away so that the 1% and and Big Corp was not where they... They were paying less in taxes. This is being paid for by those taxes being put back into place, which I love. I love the idea of, I think, what happened in the last administration with the uh, tax breaks given to the 1% was absurd. 
and uh, I'm very glad that that's back in place to help the betterment of the overall uh, country as a United States. So I really like that piece of it. The inflation reduction, I think people get inflation confused a bit. Inflation goes to a certain point. If right now inflation has gone to that point, if every month from here on out, it doesn't go up anymore, we are reducing inflation. You can't like, you can't make it go back. You can't make it go away. You can't make things that have gone to a certain point go away. You can make prices go down, but inflation went up a certain amount. You can't like deflate inflation. You can deflate costs of things, but like the, the inflation happened after COVID, which it was gonna happen because of uh, people weren't buying stuff, then they bought stuff. People went out and did things. Gas prices, that's the, I think the perfect example. Gas prices were gonna go up. And I'm no economic expert either, so believe only what you want of what I'm saying. But gas prices were gonna go up. People weren't driving, people weren't using gas, people weren't flying. And then the pandemic ends and people are using gas and the oil companies and the gas companies need to make more money. They need to bump it up. Then it gets to a certain point where people have said, I've had enough. I'm not going to spend as much on gas. And then it goes back down. Like the prices in LA were like six, $7. Now they're under $5 again. And I, I don't think it's that simple. Everything's I mean, that here's simple. The thing, we... Everything is as simple as I say it is. <laughs> I mean, re reliance on Russian oil. Oh, that was you know, US that's gets a, a less than 10% of its oil from Russia. That, 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 that's one thing. But what happens is because the world has, most of the world or a lot of the world has cut itself off from Russian oil, OPEC, who produces the majority of the oil that we use, OPEC says, you know, Biden has asked OPEC, yo, now that we're not buying Russia, everybody's not buying Russia, can you guys like increase your, uh, your output? And OPEC's like, fuck you. Why would we increase and our output and just so you can save money, no, we're gonna actually make the same output that we had before, but charge you more. Because guess what? You're not well, going anywhere else. That is where increase well, in gas prices. Well, that is another part, from. but Be that doesn't. But the but basically, people speak to inflation. So there got there became a point when enough was enough, and they've had to lower the prices because people weren't going to pay as much for it. Was uh, what is it? Goods and services are only as good as the cost that people will pay for them. And we reached yeah. a, a limit. Yeah, but but we're, we're, not, we're, we're not necessarily a market economy where you can easily dictate prices as an individual. Um, by, by increasing taxes on businesses and, and, and big corporate passes, you, you don't think that they're actually going to take it out of their pocket. It's going to get passed down to us. And that's proven time and time and time Well, again, just like if you right? reduce taxes and to... If you do the, the quote unquote trickle down effect, you hope that's going to happen by reducing taxes. It doesn't help anyone. It just. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking gas prices, though, like they've never been this high. No, ever. they're way lower. Even they're like way lower than administrations. They're never this because we've also never printed this much. Uh, actually, I'm ever. just going to say something. Like I'm going to this is why this is a debate. Uh, it's just wrong. What you just said. I am. There's a show called Nathan for you, which I hope you've watched which is a great show. Uh, yep. uh, I'm rewatching it just because I think it's hilarious. One episode from 2012, he's driving around LA in 2012. And they go past there. He's at a gas station. One of the episodes revolves around a gas station. You know what the price is of gas 
in 2012 at the gas station in LA, $4.79. 10 years ago, it's $4.79. And the whole episode was based around how he's going to make people, he's going to charge people $1.79 and give them a rebate, but they have to climb to the top of a mountain to get the rebate. <laughs> and but, yeah, but 10 years that. ago, it was yeah. 479 It did go past that, but now it's back down to about that price. 10 years later. No, it's still above. It's still a little under $6. I just bought. It, it was I, over. It was I, nearly I know it's gone back down. I just bought gas today, it's, and it was $4.99. But there's no argument, but it's still the highest. It's But it's still the highest ever. It's no different and than 2012. of all... That's extremely different because 80% of all dollars have been printed since 2020, and that has gone exactly along the path of inflation. Right. If I paid like, $4.79 in 2012 for gas, and I so paid that I. exact same amount today, how has the price gone up? It was up, and it went back down. You've been far away. You've been in India. And I understand. You've been in far-off lands. You're not, you haven't been, but it's gone back down. I just paid $4.99. It's... And, Aaron, it's still the the inflation is 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 not going anywhere. Any like yes, it's slightly decreasing. However, we are still at record inflation, and just because it wasn't as much of an increase one month over another, or if it was remained flat, doesn't mean we're facing we're actually seeing deflation. Deflation happens when you have in the same way. Inflation is when you reduce the value of the dollar in two consecutive months based on previous years from 12 months ago, deflation is also the same when you reduce. So we're not seeing deflation. We're seeing a sort of- It's not called it's the leveling, deflation But act. that doesn't mean- It's called the Inflation Reduction right, Act. But the, we're it, stopping re inflation, inflation from going up. Again, this is also bullshit propaganda naming because it doesn't do what it's actually Inflation doing. reduction. Like, it was a lot deceptive. of inflation and now we're doing zero inflation. So that's a reduction. Fine. That's like fine. Okay. So you got somebody that is sitting down in a chair, they're strapped to it, and somebody's like hitting them with a bat. And they're saying, oh, I'm going to hit you with a bat less heavy. Or like, zero less amount. Heavy. I'm going to hit you with, with a fucking bat. Or I'm no, still zero hitting you with amount. a bat. I'm going to hit you in July with zero amounts of bats. There's, that's, no, the bat hits will keep coming. Um, all I'm saying is there's good parts of the act. It was terribly named um, and it's not going to actually reduce inflation. It's only going to create some more because of the amount of money that is being printed in addition to what's already been printed. The value of the dollar is so insanely So terrible. let's go simple with this before we move on to the second part of our debate. And this has been a good debate. Yep. Uh, and I think both yeah. of us have said some things that are just incorrect. So I like that. I like when we both bring some facts and some just like. I don't know. What no, you did. You said wrong thing. You did. You did. Um, do you think the Inflation Reduction Act or the Build Back Better Act that it was originally called, um, do you think overall it is a good thing that it was passed? I think parts of it were good, but I think it was deceptive on how it was, it's been named. Okay, I think overall it's great, and I am very pleased with it, and it's part of why I was excited about this new administration for something like this to come into effect. The name is I really don't care. So, well, who do you agree with, everyone, listeners? Uh, do you agree with Rohit? Do you agree with Aaron? Do you agree with neither of us? That's also always an option, is to agree with neither of us, that both of us are saying stuff that you just don't agree with, and then submit something new. So, second part, 
of this because there's been a lot going on in politics and then we're going to get on to the rest of the show which has nothing to do with politics um and this doesn't really either it just kind of does uh a word that i never ever thought would be used when it comes to our government uh in our lifetime because i just thought it was in the movies but now we've seen it the word espionage that uh the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, committed espionage by, is that what you do? You commit espionage? By, I think so. By, um, by stealing these documents that we still don't know exactly what they are, that have nuclear codes, passwords, whatever they might be. Um, and when, as a president, you're supposed to leave that all for the National Archives and not take them and hide them. So I find it fascinating it's like watching a movie, like the FBI raided his house. And all, I mean, I think everyone knows what happened by now with that. Um, what do you think is going to happen with this? Well, what's is, the debate uh, well, here, I'll just say this. I think this, along with all the other crimes he's committed that he's being uh, that he's being um, accused of or that we know he's committed from Georgia to New Jersey to the. January 6th to espionage. I think this is the one that we least expected that's going to be the one that gets him in trouble first. Yeah, and I hate, by the way, that I'm always sounding like I'm the guy defending a guy I never voted for and the guy I absolutely hate, but this, I don't think they're going to get anything for him. And I think that the, in the use of the Espionage Act was ridiculous here. Um, the... And here's the thing. I've long been against the Espionage Act. I don't think it should be on the books. Espionage is already illegal. And in 1918, the Espionage Act was amended a little bit. But it's it's the way that I do think that this was abused by the feds to, to just try and get something on him. And I don't think they're going to find anything. Like, they even took his passports. They took all of that. Like, it's really weird what they're doing. And I think, like, when they find that whatever he took either was, wasn't as serious or within was within his purview, I think it's going to fall back really badly or maybe it'll all blow over. But I'm wholly against the use of the Espionage Act in this because the Espionage Act means you don't actually need hard evidence. You actually don't need to do a raid to censor to jail. Um, it's anyone that is considered a threat to national security without evidence or without a proper trial can be held. Okay, so, I disagree here again, um, which is why it's a debate. But we'll cut this. We have to keep going with this show, so I'll keep, cut it short. Yeah. Um, I yeah. disagree. I think that Merrick Garland, if anything, as uh, Attorney General, head of the Department of Justice, I think he has uh, played it extra safe and careful in uh, waiting and waiting and waiting for until he has something of substance against this uh everything that's gone on with uh with trump and i believe i read uh, james carville the political advisor and he helped clinton get elected one of the smarter minds around he said it very well when he uh when he he said I, he said in an article i read recently that this is just the first inning merrick garland is not the type of person that would do anything at the risk of of what you're talking about would happen of like of looking foolish and stupid he is calculated calm collective 
collected. It's why he was should have been a Supreme Court justice. And he has waited, and they, he, they said this is just the first inning of what he has in his plan because of the crimes committed. And I, if I don't trust what I'm reading, I, tr- I, tr- I believe this. Like, I don't think... No, number one, never trust a politician. He's not a politician. Never, never, never. James Carville's not a... Never. No, no, James Carville. I do trust him. I. Oh, James Carville, he's all right, but he's a fucking... He's a mouthpiece for politicians. Um, here's the thing, man. Like, the espion... Like, I don't think it's the first inning. This is the 14th inning. We're, the dude's not even in office anymore. We're in extra innings, and they, nothing has stuck. Whether it's a steel dossier, the P tapes, you know, the the Stormy Daniels thing. Actually, he won a fucking civil case against Stormy Daniels after the whole thing blew over and nobody reported on it. I hate that I sound like I'm defending this guy, but I'm just telling you, nothing will happen. January 6th, nothing's going to happen. Trump will get away and everyone's going to look like they've got cake in their face. And here's the thing. I think that it was really strategically stupid to use the Espionage Act because what it does, it brings like the same people like myself that were against the Espionage Act. You know why? I'm anti-Espionage Act, one, because Bradley Manning, he was hit with it when trying to show human rights violations by the U.S. Army. Edward Snowden hit with the Espionage Act for leaking violations of American Civil Rights Act. Julian Assange hit with the Espionage Act for showing the world human rights violations with the American military. Thomas Drake, back in the day, hit with the Espionage Act for trying to protect civil rights. Shami Leibovitz hit with the act for trying to show that Congress was protecting Israel and Israel plans to attack nuclear facilities in Iran. Jeffrey Sterling hit with it to try to prove the government was covering up attempts to strike Iran. So it just goes on and on and on. Used to silence whistleblowers, used to silence people that might be exposing possible plans, or used to silence just political enemies. And this, the Espionage Act has been abused since its inception. And I've been against it forever. And the fact that they used it, and the same way that they've used it against all those other people, it just shows they have nothing on this asshole. They got nothing on him. So they had to use this. And I guarantee, and I've said it before, I said this when nothing happened in January 6th. They're not done. Nothing so will. we don't know that. I have my word on that. But they're not done, but they're not going to do anything, and nothing will come of this. All right, so who nothing. do you agree with? And, and by the way, yeah. I've never heard you talk so fast. Yeah, yeah. It's, I know we're running. We want to. And, and uh, so, I think um, it was torturous yeah. for me to even bring up the Espionage Act for you. Yeah, yeah, because fuck the Espionage Act. Fuck the NSA. Fuck, like, all, like, and it's honestly, if why didn't, speaking of the NSA, when Hillary Clinton was warned by them, really do not host your shit on a private server. Then secondly, she's deleting fucking top secret files. Lots of them. I think that if they go after Trump, they should also go after her. I don't, I think they should let her be at this point. That's old. And it's in the, it's fucking, she sucks. Trump sucks. Let these people that were never going to get them in the first place. Let's not waste resources on that. We're never going to get him. either go after all of them or go after none of them. But invoking the espionage act selectively, I think is really sloppy and it's going to blow back. in the All right. Face. You chime in, audience, listeners. Who do you agree with? Yeah. I'm not going to talk yes. that fast. I can't. I'm going to bring up a yeah. happier topic. Yeah. Sure. Um, Let's move on. But this is The Hopeless Show, and I believe that in our debate, both Rohit and I at times in that debate felt a little hopeless and then brought our points to uh, life. Yeah. So yeah. now, sports update. We always do this. Sports, sports, sports. And Ooh. there's one big update to talk about since we last talked to you all. And that is the Baltimore Orioles. The Rohit is wearing the hat right now, the all-star Baltimore Orioles hat from this season's all-star mm-hmm. game. And the Baltimore, we went to that together. We went to together. So and the Baltimore Orioles are, I think, 
tied for a wild card spot or a half game out, something like that. We lost two in a row to Tampa over the weekend, but we blasted out Toronto yesterday. So we're one and a half games out of the last playoff spot so in the wild. First, um, and we're playing Toronto. I mean, I actually, we actually hope the Jays win, it. but it's uh, for your sake. I just want to know because you were so hopeless about this team. I told you to be hopeful mm-hmm. that they were going to be good in the next few years and maybe this year. And you can we can check the tape, or you remember. Um, you literally told me, like you told me not just once. You told yeah. me like ten times. You told me because there right. there was a talent pool that was just there that yeah. was gonna bust out, and they were proving that there was something there. And what do you know? It's working. So, what? How does it feel, Rohit, to have your team, the Baltimore Orioles, that you love so dearly? How does it feel to have them be in a pennant race? Aaron, I'm getting to the point where I know I'm setting myself up for what I've always been fearful of. It's just that disappointment. And here's my fear, dude. Like, I got the, you know, the game's starting shortly. I, I've got, like, you know, I'm going to put it on my TV and just, like, you know, however recently I've been watching the games and just, like, I'm going to get my heart invested and then we're going to, like, fall a half game short. So and here's, can I just give you, this is called the gonna, hopeless show for a hurt. reason. I'm going to give you more hope. Yeah. Right now, because 29 teams yeah. fall, up, fall short uh, in baseball. The Dodgers have done it my whole life, except for the, uh, the, the I was about to say the stroke year, <laughs> which, <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, the pandemic year. And it was a stroke year. A stroke the country year. had a stroke. And... <laughs> You are getting to experience something that many teams wish they had. You are getting to experience a real pennant race. You're getting the excitement of getting to watch later season baseball. And isn't that what it's all about? Like, yes, the Dodgers and the Orioles are likely not going to win the World Series. Dodgers, we just lost our best pitcher for the year yesterday. So, like, who kn- and Kershaw's hurt. So, who knows what's going to happen? But you're getting to experience a good team that you love, play baseball, meaningful baseball, into September. And that is what we, like, you get to watch in whenever it starts, in an hour or something. You get to watch your team, and it matters. And it's going to keep mattering. And it's going to keep mattering until at some point in September where either it's going to keep mattering or they'll fall behind. But at least you have a team. And also you have a team that next year is going to be better than this year. Yeah, I mean, we're maybe calling up Gunnar Grayson Henderson Rodriguez. Um, you have the best pitching, best pitching uh, prospect Grayson. and best hitting prospect, I think. Yep, we've got some. We've got some. And you said it even before the season started. You were like, dude, you're farm. I was like, I know, but we always trade those people. And I said, and you're so, not. Not now. Like, you're. This is what you built for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even I think Mike Elias has done a really nice job. I think, you know, like uh, that's our general manager. Um he came from the Astros. Um, I know, I know. Uh, but he's like a big analytics guy. And then you know, Brandon Hyde, our manager. He's done. He's done, I, like even like I like Jorge Mateo. Like starting at shortstop yesterday. He's so fast. He's so good. He's taken like he's a guy that's always kind of like kind of been runner up in his life. And now like it's a lot of these guys that are just you know. I think it feels like there's a little bit of ma- yeah. magic. Yeah, like here. they're fun to watch, um, right? And I'm excited for it. 
Yeah. And very few people are rooting against them because they've been so bad so, for so long. Enjoy, you know? I'm just saying enjoy the ride and know that this ride with this group is going to last for you have at least a four-year window where the Orioles are going to be a competitive team. Yep. It's, I hope so. I really do. Because this time it's not a bunch of old guys. We can build a team around this. I mean, the Orioles haven't won a World Series in 39 years. It's a while. Um, and you have, I think, yeah, a cool, your prop, Batista, the longest, right? That's his name, the, the closer. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. He throws, throws gas. And he's big. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. That's hope from the sports, um, from yeah. the sports world. I am feeling so much hope, and honestly, partially thanks to you, or a great part thanks to you. You're welcome. So thank I'm, you for that. I'm here not just to bring hope to the world, but also to you. Yeah, and you know what we might do? I think at the end of this episode, episode, because you know we're kind of run, you know we want to get through some of our topics, we might put a, play a little clip for you if you hang around after the credits of Aaron and I. Uh, tuning in from the All Star Game, we did oh, we a little did. mini segment. Yes, what do we, you think, we owe that, we that? To, to everyone. We yeah. will play a mini segment yeah. at the end of this episode that will just be—you'll just get a, a little. It's like you're a fly on the wall of Aaron and Rohit in the world. Yes. yes. So That'd you have great. that to look forward to. But now we have to move on to topic two, which is yes. just like Freya the Walrus. There are topics that matter, and then there are topics that matter. And there is a film that just came out, but I just heard about this week, called They Them, the movie. It is a Bloomhouse movie. It is a horror movie starring Kevin Bacon. And I saw the trailer for it. First, I saw the title, and I was immediately confused. And I'll tell you why. Because you asked with a nod. That... I was just in San Francisco at the Outside Lands Music Festival. And the bathrooms at the Outside Lands Music Festival were labeled he, him, they, them, and she, her, they, them. And it made me immediately confused. I'm for everyone being whoever they want to be. As you know, if you listen to this show, if it's your first time, I am for everyone being whoever they want to be. Just be you. Mm-hmm. I don't care Preach. what you do. Just be you. And I'm happy for you. What I do get confused by is things like that. If there is a bathroom that says she, her, they, them, and then he, him, they, them, I realized, wait, I can go into any bathroom I want. And no one can do anything about it. And... Toward the end of the festival, actually, the he, him, they, them line was way shorter. So guess who became a they, them? Kim. (laughs) 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 She became a they, them and was using the he, him, they, them bathroom because it was a shorter line. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if people don't mind hearing our asses exploding <laughs> at a festival after eating gluten, then I don't care who's in but there. It confu- you know, but you see whatever. how it confused me a little? Um, like, I mean, Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you. I was at a restaurant called Pajoli, which will, is going to come back when we get to Hopeless TV. But it's in Santa Monica. Um, and it has to do with, with TV, but in a second. But, um, and I went to the bathroom, and I see a, um, a gender-neutral bathroom. And then I walk by, and then I see a women's room, and then I kept walking down the ramp, 
I was like, okay, cool. I saw the ginger room show. I saw the women's room. I was like, where's the men's room? And I just get to the end. And it's just like the garbage cans. I was like, oh, I went back. So they only gender neutral. I had a gender neutral. I'm like, wait, wait, why no? But that's what, what I, I think. It at should, least there should be know. three. It should and at a festival, it should you should have a they them. So if you I if you identify as a they them, then that and then a he a she her and a he him, because <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't understand. It, I, I like, think... there can't be a bathroom. Both bathrooms shouldn't be for... Maybe I'm wrong for being confused, but it made me feel very confused. And we haven't even quite gotten to the point of this yeah, yet. Yeah, it, it, it is confused. Yeah, yes, we haven't gotten to it yet. But I think with festivals, I, I don't know. I kind of feel that there should be specific women's only spaces in the sense that it's not trans women, I think, that are, that are any problem with using the women's room. I think it's... You get people drunk. You get people, like, on drugs all day. And then males that can be really rapey. can go into the she her. I could have gone yeah, into that bathroom, said I'm they them, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Somebody. I mean, yeah, I mean, very accusatory of you to me, but yes, I mean, theoretically, <laughs> I'm not talking about Aaron Wolf specifically. I'm just saying if you were a bad guy, like, and that's that's the it problem. It felt weird. And so I think. Like men don't need their own spaces for bathrooms as much as I think women do. And they sound sexist. So while I did have to walk embarrassing down a ramp to get to the staff area and the, and the garbage, area, I was like, <laughs> oh wait, they're like, oh, there is no men's service. Okay, I'm like, fine, whatever. Uh, so so the anyway, movie. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this movie. So there was a big problem with this movie. It's about like, it's like a horror movie based in a conversion therapy camp. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a horror movie. And I couldn't help. I felt completely hopeless because the moment this thing started, the trailer started, I thought it was one of the most hilarious trailers I've ever seen. Dude, I literally agree with you. Yes. I, was an SNL I couldn't believe this like. was real. <laughs> like, like, um, like, like I, I don't want to get truly canceled here, but like, I just couldn't believe this movie was actually like it. One got greenlit, and then two, when it got greenlit, they filmed it, and then three, when they filmed it, they thought, you know what, the best clips are gonna be these clips, and they made a trailer that is. Go watch it if you haven't seen this trailer, the they them movie. It made me feel hopeless because I thought, how the hell did this get greenlit? It is, it's. I think it's supposed to empower the, the people that it ends up feeling like in the trailer, it's totally making fun of. Yeah, it's, and you know, a lot, like I think good films, you know, for example, Jordan Peele, his films are all, you know, they're allegory and they're metaphors for real life struggles, real life issues. This one is really <laughs> the most. The, so it's like, it's even the fucking title. They <laughs> slash like, them, like oh slasher, my. get it? They yeah. slasher them. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And no one is going to say slash when they actually use movie titles, even no. though they're trying to get us to do that. Um, so I, give I me hope. Know, why why does this exist? Here's the hope. Oh, you and I are still going to go watch this. Because Bloomhouse, you know, those those. Oh, it's, well, it's got there. like a 9% um, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. People, 9. 90 people or 9, did you say? But I think oh, I might love oh. it. <laughs> we, we will probably be one of the 9%. All right, you and I are going to have a couple yes. uh, seltzers. We're still looking for uh, yes. an alcoholic seltzer sponsor. Um, and um, 
Yeah, and we'll go watch it and we'll see how it is. I bet you will. By the way, we're thank you for uh, Kevin Bacon. I love great. Kevin Bacon. Thank you, sir. May I have another? But yeah. I do think that also just a note to everyone: we are we are very grateful for upcoming sponsors we have, and uh, are also open to any new sponsors. So if you uh, if you would like to sponsor the show, we have some new ones coming, and please uh, by all means uh, let us know if you would like to be in the runnings to be a sponsor for this show. Little plug, but. Now we have to go into Hopeless TV as we wrap up the, uh, the show. And I know you have something you want to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, TV is a place where I get a lot of hope. Both Aaron and uh, he also gets a lot of hope. We love it. Um, but however, even in TV, a place of escape, we can find some things that do make us feel hopeless. And um, for those of you that have watched and enjoyed the astoundingly wonderful I season four of Stranger Things. Um, you haven't. I hope you do make it there. It's really good TV. Yeah, um, I'm busy rewatching a show from 10 years picking, ago. Yeah. Well, it's the one thing people that have picked up on. Disney's already done this uh, on Fox Disney Corporation with The Simpsons. Um, uh, Stranger Things is doing it. Star Wars has done it. But the idea of retconning, where you are actually changing what has happened in the shows or in previously recorded things to adjust oh, to modern no. sensibilities. And sometimes things uh. that are fundamental to a character's sort of being. For example, Han shot first. That was later retconned to Greedo in the Mos Eisley Cantina, shooting Han Solo under hmm. the table first. Not cool. Um, then, uh, let's see, there was The Office that removed the, they, for, they just oh, removed that's, the that, that is such a funny episode. It was so dumb. Then you have, um, uh, let's see, there were, there were some others, but this most recent one you're seeing, Stranger Things, is that they've gone back and quietly made changes to the show. And one thing that some viewers have pointed out is that in season one, because um, you can't see it anymore on Netflix, so it's like almost like, it's like the whole Berenstain Bears debate, whether it's spelled Baron stain with an A or with an E at the end. Um, they uh, apparently Jonathan, um, he who's who's the guy that is Will's brother and later becomes you know boyfriend girlfriend with Nancy. Um, there's a scene where supposedly he is taking uh, he's sort of creeping in the bushes and taking pictures of her like a creepy stalker because he loves to take photography and shit and also okay. he loves her. Supposedly, they removed this because they felt it was too creepy. Hmm. Um, years okay. later, I don't like that. So, I don't like that at all. So, Aaron, I want—I just like you know—not to go too long on this, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are on retconning and how we can <clears throat> in this digital era when nothing actually exists physically. I think it is totally wrong. Can, I think everyone yeah. should, there should be someone who's recording everything at all times to make sure that we capture the moment in time not rewrite the moments that happened in previous times because we're rewriting history, rewriting things that did happen that were part of society at the time. Just because you're rewriting it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. So why not let something exist because that's what existed in that time? I don't get it. I think it is stupid. Yeah. I think that if something came out and was part of pop culture at that moment, even if it's now considered insensitive, it should exist for the sake of of showing what was happening in that moment. You can't, you can, like, yes. that, this is very different than, like, 
taking down statues of Robert E. Lee because he shouldn't actually be like bowed down to in a park. Like, okay, that I get. You should move those statues to a museum so you educate instead of um, instead of adju adulate. No, uh, what? Yeah. Yes, adulate. that's exactly it. So, adulate, absolutely. Um, that's the right word. And yeah. then, so, but then with pop culture, no, you don't get rid of it. You can have a disclaimer beforehand if you want. You can put a disclaimer like there are things in this that we know are culturally insensitive at the time. But then let it exist yeah. so that people can learn. They can see that in 2017, something was going on and something was creepy and they let it go and now it's not okay. That's... You can't, you can't grow and learn and move on if you erase what happened. And this is... I know it's people that erase history, whether it's governments, news, even media and culture. The ones that erase their history are the ones I think that are the most dangerous because you they are preventing us from learning. Even you probably disclaimers. Whoopi Goldberg, um, she for the Looney Tunes collection a few years ago. You know these same fuckers that got rid of Pepe Le Pew, who was an awesome character. She had a really great disclaimer that pretty much says like, you know, we haven't edited or censored these. Um, because doing that would be denying that those stereotypes existed yeah, in the first place. And th that's the, and, what, you, what, uh, what's yeah. the big thing in schools that everyone was fighting over in like South Carolina? Um, like critical race, critical theory, race theory slipped my mind. So everyone who's saying, make sure to teach critical race theory in schools, right? Is then saying also remove things from pop culture. That's a double mm -hmm. standard right there. If you're going to teach something, yeah, you can't then let things be taught, let things be learned, let things be watched, let things be accepted, let yes. things be argued about, let things be shown that they're wrong. And then also in schools, teach critical race theory. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. And this is a slap on the wrist to the woke world that you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't expect one thing and then say another thing. Yep. Uh, brilliant, brilliant comparison. Love that. And I do feel, I do feel hope, Aaron, that at least the disclaimer is here to save us. I once, I felt that the, the, the trigger warning was the downfall of society, but now it may be the thing that's <laughs> And it. well, and then saving, we are running out of time. So what should we, we should go to a couple last topics. You know, I think, I think I, I, I think I can stretch. All right. We're stretching minutes. it. We're stretching um, it for you. We've been gone yes. so long. Now we're stretching it. The, we're going to go. I know we missed you guys, and we hope that you missed us. Rapid, Aaron. I have, have you not. watched the Bear. Okay, I think it's going to win. I'm going to write it on my to do list. Um, it is. It's probably the most talked about show I've seen in a while. Um, after oh, um, plug. And uh, it's on Hulu, and it's about a chef in Chicago, um, and he actually did his training. He did a method acted training at the restaurant I mentioned earlier with the bathrooms yeah. and the ramp, uh, Pajoli uh, in Santa Monica, fantastic mm. French cuisine, like elevated French cuisine as they call it. Um, and he did three months of cooking, being on the line, doing all this stuff as training for this role. Um, and so he like was literally serving the food, cooking so the food. So I have to watch this show. That we were eating. You gotta watch this show, it's fantastic. It's really short, unfortunately, critically terribly short. Only eight episodes, and they're only thirty minutes each. So it's like it's. Oh, I like that. Show. Like, I what want the hell? Short. It's over. I know, but it, it leaves you like, I guess, like mm, a good meal, I'm wanting hungry. more. I'm hungry. Um, you know, yeah. I was just like, how dare they make it as short as they did? 
but um, there's gonna all be right. So two. watch that, and then um, uh, I guess I'll do yes. And be ready for, again. Okay. Be ready for. And then I'll do a. Um, I have one one hopeless yes, thing that I yes. just read about. That we we were yep. at Disneyland. Yep. We did the uh, ride Big Thunder Mountain yeah, Railroad. Yeah. Really fun ride, yep. right? You're like on a wild train. You see yep. all kinds of old west stuff, and you're going fast, and it's really cool, right? So it was just announced that they're mm-hmm. making a movie, Big Thunder Mountain the movie, and I am very worried because I am worried they're going to totally screw it up and make some stupid movie. And most of the Disney theme park attraction movies have been a mess. They, I mean, I guess the Jungle Cruise was okay. The first Pirates of the Caribbean was all right. But, like, I'm just worried they're going to totally screw this up. Actually, friends with the guy who made that ride, like the Haunted original Mansion? Haunted Mansion movie was an abomination of a movie. It was so terrible. Um <laughs> <laughs> I briefly worked on it for like a minute, oh. but it's uh, an abomination of a film and with Eddie Murphy. So yeah. I don't know. I just felt hopeless. Like, Oh, that what are they? How, what movie are they even going to make about big thunder mountain? Like it's a runaway mind train roller coaster. It could, it's definitely going to be a big adventure movie. Then that might could be, be good. Really cool. And I love, it'll be a Western which is really cool. Um, so imagine pi- if they can do Pirates of the Caribbean meets a Western and they get like, I'm in and they can make it a long series. You're in I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. All right. You just gave Good me talent. some hope. I'm excited. And actually. Yeah. Yeah. And get Danny Elfman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That'll go track. Yeah. Um, Count me in. And so, all right. So wait, wait, is he canceled or wait, did I, or, you said that'll go well. Is there something I should know about Danny Elfman? No, no, or? just Danny Elfman and Western don't, in my mind, like oh. like uh, some weird, creepy Western. Well, now that, I mean, yeah, well, now that Ennio Morricone is gone, somebody's got to pick up so it's the, Danny Elfman. You know, where he left off. So, so yeah. all right, should we, yeah. are we on to? Yeah, uh, and I'm actually going to move my last one uh, into Hope and 60 to keep make sure to keep that extra short. So um, real quick, yeah. we always uh, talk about our favorite K-pop group, Guess the B, uh, BTS. BTS uh, broke up temporarily, but as it would happen, well, we oh, don't know. It was temporary? Their fans hated the idea. They're, they feel they will definitely be back together. They're just doing their own thing right now. But what is great for this segment is they have not left the news. They have not left the social consciousness of our society. So can you, Rohit... Guess the BTS, some th- some of the things they have been up to. Okay, um, I'm gonna guess one of them is voicing anime. Ooh, good guess, not true. Um, okay, um, oh, writing a book. Okay, that's, man, that's good enough. I'm gonna take that. So, Jungkook, okay. who is... Considered, I think, their main lead singer, if there is a lead singer. He's the main he's one. He's the main one. Uh, he's dropped new teasers okay. for an upcoming pictorial project. A pictorial Whoa. project. So it's going to be images. The, the image star, stars Jungkook looking straight into camera while white foggy effects cover the photo. So it's going to be sort of like a book, the series of photos that he is going to do. A pictorial 
project, so I don't know exactly what it is, but a book sounded close. And is it going to be like that Madonna book, mm, Sex? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But okay. uh, <laughs> she put out, it was like, God, 1990 or something, early 90s. She put out like a book with a bunch of pictures. Oh, I like that naked. book. Um, I've never seen it, but I'm yeah. pretty sure I like it. Yeah, 1990. So, yes, you were pretty close. And then the other thing that you did not guess is that Samsung has uh, tapped. uh, I don't know if you. uh, I don't even know how to say this, but for the second year in a row, uh, some of the members of BTS are going to remix the ringtone for Over the Horizon with Give Me That Sugar. (laughs) So. They are still on Samsung ringtones. BTS is not leaving you. They are still going to be part of uh, everyone who has Samsung Galaxies, which is nobody I know, is uh, going to be rewarded with BTS still. So they are still in the public eye, and we will be bringing news of BTS to you. I love that because this 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 um, segment is we'll too never abandon you, BTS. We love you too much. No, we adore you. So is it time for Hope in 60 Seconds? We do. Let's do some Hope in 60. Let me get my handy dandy timer um, and start the action. And for this very first topic, I think, um, oh, this one's mine. So I'm going to hit the timer. And I'm actually going to give you a majority of this time, Aaron. Because, yes. It It takes more time to answer than it does to actually state thing. So, okay, Rockstar, makers of Grand Theft Auto, uh, for the long-awaited GTA 6, they said it's going to feel very different from its predecessor. I think it's great that they're introducing a female protagonist. That's awesome. I think that's overdue. However, the problem I have with this game is that they are said they're being cautious to not punch down by making jokes about marginalized groups. That's where I feel helpless because marginalized groups, I don't care what group you're in, I think that people should be able to punch up, punch down, punch left, punch right, and punch themselves. Uh, There's so many video games. It's maybe time to move on from this franchise. It's such an old franchise. It's just maybe time to move on. There's so many other video games to play. Why do you need to play this? Like Grand Theft Audio Woke Edition is not going to be a game for Rohit. So there are so, I mean, there's a, just go back to your Animal Crossing. Honestly, Animal Crossing maybe is as provocative as GTA <laughs> might be. All right. Well, I think actually I do get hope because there are a lot of video games and hopefully somebody can take its place. But it seems like GTA has been so much in the spotlight that they have to change, which sucks. Um, anyway, Aaron, you are yes. up with yours. We talked a little about Disneyland. We even talked about how, oh, we maybe we'll get passes and go more often, right? And they announced that they're raising the prices of the annual pass for Disneyland to by up to 16%. And it's still not going to include some days like Christmas week and things like that. And that's for $1,600 a person. And it's still not even going to include some days, which just to me is ridiculous. Give me hope. I... I... I mean, Aaron, I know we talk about voting with your wallet, but my God, it's people aren't going to stop going to Disney. They aren't. And it's going to keep. I know uh, it's just I think the hope is maybe universal 
it has a Harry Potter land, maybe another park will step up. And another park, as amazing as Disney is, maybe someone can learn from their prestige and how much that they, you know. Oh, maybe the new Nintendo land. That's coming out. Well, I do want to see that, yeah. but I you gave me no hope okay. there. I Sorry. fail. I fail. <laughs> um, sometimes we don't do... Sometimes it's torturous to try to figure out these answers. See, I, I brought yeah. it back. I brought it back. Um, okay, next one. And final hope for six, hope for six, hope and six before we start wrapping up the show. Um, it's my turn. And Aaron, this is the one I want to talk to you about. It's that it looks like the 007 search, the, the looking for who's going to replace Daniel Craig. It looks like that search is going to continue. And apparently the uh, creators have said that they're not going to look at people like Idris Elba or... Tom Hardy um, or any of these other great Englishmen uh, because they want to go younger. So hmm? help help young. me emotionally prepare myself for a very young millennial or elder Gen Z James Bond, which is potentially, so they said someone in their late 20s or early 30s. So help me prepare for that. So I want like, I want like a Macaulay Culkin of now to be 007. That would be awesome if there was like a 10-year-old doing every single thing that James Bond did. But as a 10-year-old, like with like smacking his face in a mirror, be like, ah, and then screaming and then like doing like, I like, you know, all those pranks that he did. So if 007 instead of guns just started like booby trapping everything. Oh, God. I am so in for young 007. Oh, no. What if they go back to comedic crowds like 003 and a half and... Oh God! <laughs> Cop it out! Oh God, this is terrible. I'm your worst nightmare. Say, as long as it's with a someone that's English, and, and it's a man, then I'm then I want Macaulay Culkin. Okay, well he doesn't have the accent, and yes, people saying, oh, why can't Bond be a girl? We're not gonna make fucking Cinderella and Ariel from The Little Mermaid, and I'm not gonna do a clueless <laughs> reboot with men. We're not gonna do any of that. Bond is a dude. James Bond will stay a dude. <laughs> Okay, so English man, that's who it has to be. I don't want an American dude, don't want an Australian guy. It's got to be an Englishman. I want Macaulay okay. Culkin. Aaron wants Macaulay Culkin. Um, and so submissions, we do not have time to get yes. to submissions today. Thank you for those Next that sent week them. we will. Thank you for those that sent them. We do have one hope fulfilled. It's a personal hope fulfilled, Rowett. But I, every list, all the listeners that we have, I have a, a foundation that is uh, – we have an event coming up, and you can register to be a part of this foundation, the I Am Able Foundation. I've talked about it a bit on this podcast, but things are going to the next level now. And I just recommend that every it, it's it's about um, turning the phrase invisible uh, invi turning invisible disabilities, learning disabilities into invisible differences. They're just differences that everyone has, and. I encourage everyone to go check it out. It's IamAbleFoundation.org. It is hopeful filled because it's something I've talked about on this show. And now that we are, we are really doing action with this organization, I am just very excited. So IamAbleFoundation.org, and you can put in your your email address and find out. There's events. There's exciting stuff coming up. I'm uh, very excited about. I'm excited that. for you and everyone. Please give the I Am Able Foundation a follow on your socials. Um, Yes. It's like I am able found I'm able movement on Facebook. And then it's like I am able FND on Instagram. I think um, I forget all of them. But Twitter is like I am able something like that. Pretty easy to find. If you just go to I am able foundation dot org, it has all the yeah, links. Or you go to Aaron's uh, or my handles and you look at who we're following. 
Uh, don't look at everybody that we're following. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And just search for no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at everyone. Yeah. And some people we follow so, by accident. Yeah, it's, it was an accident. <laughs> it, you know, our fingers, our fingers yeah, twitch. Yeah, those twitchy fingers. So they get yeah. weird. So that's it for the show. Except after we sign off, we are going to bring you that segment from the All Star Game while we were gone, at a, and you will hear live us live from a month ago at the All-Star Game. So do not turn off when we sign off because we will bring that special segment to you. Stay. And it is great to be back. And it is great to, to get hope again. So everybody, until next week, stay hopeful, and we hope you enjoyed episode 84. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show. With Aaron and Rogan, whoa. It's a hopeless show.